All right, welcome back. Week 18 of the off-season podcast. We're right around the corner for now for uh, preseason. What, two, three weeks we got? Well, rookies are reporting today for some teams for camps. And I know I think all camps kind of start by the end of this week. And I know Packers camps are available to the public next week. So we're here. We're getting there. Honestly, I can't wait. I Every Sunday that goes by, I just sit on my couch board and just Oh, it's so. I think cool. it's only what seven more Sundays I saw. <laughs> yeah, seven Sundays. I mean, yeah, and less for everybody's drafts. So draft season's right upon us. Uh, it's here. We. Uh, this is July <laughs> is such a great month, but for football, it's the worst because it's just it's right there, and it's just leading us up, and it feels like it takes forever once we hit July. For real though, uh, this this is going to be a longer episode. We finally got the AFC West in here. I know. Yeah. <laughs> I know. Such a for, for great a division for NFL and fantasy in general. Just all around a great division. So a lot of players to talk about. So Mason's got the question of the week. But <laughs> b- b- before he asked that question, I saw a really good question on TikTok today. I want to talk a minute about. So would you, the rest of your life, rather only watch regular season games or only watch playoff games? Because now, I mean. It there seems like a very clear answer, but mo- the more you think about it, I don't know. What What are your thoughts initially hearing that question? Well, I'm assuming if you're a Bears fan, you want to watch regular season, or else you're in, you'll never watch your team. Uh, <laughs> and the, the guy was a Browns fan, so he's like, "What? Your whole life, you'd be able to watch two of your favorite teams' games ever?" <laughs> right. Oh man. Oh, that's so tough. I feel <laughs> like it would have to be just the regular season, almost. But the I, correct, think, I think the correct answer is regular season. Yeah, I mean, just because like you're that's it's three months compared to just what four, five, four, four or five weeks. And fantasy football wouldn't be the same either. You wouldn't be able to watch your guys all year. Yeah, you would have no fantasy football. It would, you would just, I mean, yeah, playoffs are obviously way more intense and it leads you to the Super Bowl, but. You'd only be able to watch what twelve games a year instead of the two hundred something two fifty six I think or something. Yeah, I, I I think it would be regular season, and then be very upset. I would I would man, do you even like root for your team then? Like you don't even get to watch them. Oh man, I didn't even think of that. Yeah, what if what if the Bears made a Super Bowl run? Right, you're just sitting in the corner, just no idea. Oh no, gotta wait for the highlights to come out. In the long run, the regular season is the right answer. But Right. All right, go ahead with your question of the week. So, uh, this is a very stupid question. Um, but what are or what would be the most, the worthless presents to give uh, a certain individual, you know, a, a person? Um, and I was thinking about this when I was driving because I'm like, God, this person is terrible blind. And I'm like, a worthless present would be to give a, person who's blind reading glasses oh my god <laughs> <laughs> uh, i i took i took this question a totally different way were like, you like way more serious no are all you are all your answers like kind of like double like stupid like that oh yeah pretty much yeah okay so <laughs> obviously obviously we're not doing the draft thing because we're not no do the same answers that's hilarious <laughs> <laughs> i took the question as most like you, I'm I'm the present getter, 
Okay. What are, the, what are the most useless things that I want to get? Like, I'm just like, oh, I got this. Like, this is fucking dumb. Like when you were 10, like 10 years old and Santa brought you socks. Yeah, socks is on my list. Oh. <laughs> it, it's not a top four, but socks is on my list. Really? Now, I love getting, like, I love getting I socks. Now I do. But younger me, okay. socks and underwear, it's whatever. So right. I, I didn't realize how, as I got older how expensive socks and underwear were. Oh, yeah. I mean, four, even four pack of compression underwear is what, 40, 50 bucks. Right. And even like, and you know, I go a little bit more expensive. I got a more expensive taste when it comes to clothes. I go to Calvin Klein, you know, uh, and I went to their outlet mall. I think a five pack was like 30 bucks and that's at an outlet mall, you know, that's insane. And they have like their one pairs for like 25. I'm like, what is, what the heck? <laughs> Uh, but for the first one on my list is gift shop items. Your family goes to New York City or Chicago or wherever. They stop at this little hole-in-the-wall hole-in-the-wall shop, I Heart New York t-shirts, a mug, a postcard, <laughs> anything like that. I, if you go on vacation, that's your vacation. Don't bring anything back for me. I didn't go there. You you went there. I don't want this stuff. <laughs> you literally brought me back a souvenir when you went on your honeymoon. <laughs> because because you deserved it. You were watching my pets. It wasn't just like, oh, I went here. Here's this for you. Like it was a nice it was a nice glass skull mug from Mexico. That's fair. I forgot that that I, I cat sit and, and cats it for you. Yeah, it wasn't just for the hell of it. I yeah, like okay. It. I mean, I don't mind. <laughs> I mean. Like, if I had, like, a nice snow globe from someone, like, if they went to, uh, you know, somewhere for, for Christmas or something, they went to, you know, New York or, like, Utah or something cool for, like, Christmas, and they brought me back, like, a cool snow globe, I think that'd be a little bit different. But those stereotypical, the I Heart New York shirts, like, that's just the, stupid. Yeah, the, the Gildan t-shirts that have, like, Chicago <laughs> written across them. <laughs> oh, I, I was, they, like, they sell, like, uh, I'm living down, I'm seeing, like, Geneva now, and I went to Walmart the other day. And there's just I Heart Geneva shirts in Walmart. I'm like, who would get this? Exactly. Like, go to, like, an actual, like, boutique and get something. Don't just get a shirt from Walmart that you can make with your uh, cricket. All right. I'm glad we're on the same page with that. Okay. Okay. That's a good one. Yeah, I, I kind of want to go a different approach now. <laughs> <laughs> just because mine are all just so stupid like that. Like, um, you go one more and let me, let me go the approach you went. So, I'll let you go again. Okay. Uh, so we have this in our house and neither of us ever use it. We get it probably almost every Christmas. Uh, Kate, my wife and her family, they all, all the girls, when we get together for Christmas, they make like little crafts and everything. Okay. And one, one of the people always makes this poopery. Do you use poopery? <laughs> it's called pulpery. Whatever. I <laughs> Poopery makes sense though. I have no, it never, doesn't, because it smells good. I have never once used that, and I have to look at it every single day. If I'm going, if I'm going number two, I'm not taking the time to spray shit in my toilet. It's a kind of. Oh wait, stuff. that's what it's for. Yeah, you spray in the toilet before you go, and it makes your shit not stink, or the toilet not stink. That's. Did you not uh, know that's how it works? I don't know. I just thought it was just like there. It was kind of like a candle that you just don't light. No, it's a spray that you spray in the toilet before you I think go. I'm thinking of actual pulpery, and you're thinking of a different thing then. I'll, I'll look it up. It's literally called P-O-U-P. Yeah, pulpery. You literally spray it. <laughs> so, yeah, I, it's usually a life or death scenario where I'm literally just 
going to <laughs> if I'm going to the bathroom, I don't have time to do that kind of scenario. <laughs> yeah, if I just don't want it to stink, I just do a a, a pre like a, a a flush right after I'm done. You know, before I, I'm in like that middle stage. Yeah, yeah, and then the smell's kind of gone. It helps out with the smell. But anyways, that's, okay. <laughs> that's um, I hate it. <laughs> Now, this isn't a gift that is uh, worthless or the dumbest for me because I love getting these, but I know it's always a cop-out for men to get for their significant others um, and things like that. And it's candles. Yeah. My, I, I love I candles. If you, get, if you ever get me for Secret Santa or something, you cannot with candles for me. But I know my stepdad, He would we would go Christmas shopping Christmas Eve for my mom, of course. And he would go spend a hundred dollars on at Yankee Candle for like Holy some of, just for like some of her gifts. And he's like, Well, she'll like these. Like Darren, she still has the six others from last year. Right. <laughs> so I think half, half of our candles we use just for decoration, but I do I do enjoy a good candle scent. I love a good candle. Uh, so for me it's not, but I can definitely see that it, it's a cop out gift and people think it can be, you know, pointless, worthless. Yeah. Uh, my third one, I kind of, I kind of went to it from the gift shop items, but mugs and cups. I don't yep. know, I don't know a single person that doesn't have way too many mugs or cups, and half of them we don't even use, but we keep just because, oh, they were presents. I, I feel bad tossing this one. Like, if my, we have only count four, <laughs> four separate cabinets full of cups, mugs, tumblers, Yetis, yep. all of that shit, and we only, I cycled through maybe six total we have probably 10 to 15 coffee mugs guess um how many cups of coffee like we drink on a weekly basis i know i don't drink coffee and i know you don't drink coffee so I'm gonna we get... don't have a coffee maker here oh my I, we... I didn't think megan had much coffee either she does like cold brew but she'll put in like a yeti like we do not use coffee mugs we don't drink coffee and I we when we moved, I said, okay, let's throw away some glasses, some mugs that we don't use. Yeah, I think she threw away four, and packing, and and we again, like you, we probably have four drawers full of glasses that we did not buy, like gifts and all that stuff. I don't understand the fascination for hoarding cups or mugs. No, blender bottles and Yetis and like tumblers are a different story. You, I feel like people use more of those, you know, bring to work and stuff like that. Right, leave but, them in your car. I, I just don't get it. That's a good one. Jeez, you, you, I like your answers a lot better. <laughs> I thought long and hard about this one. <laughs> um, I, oh, man. God, I really botched this question. It was my question. We just took it two different ways. I, we I, did, and your way was way, it was a lot better. <laughs> so I think we'll end there because I just couldn't think of another one that, like, me, like, I like getting, I, I think, I mean, typically, people when they when they're giving me gifts, there's one of two options. I give them a list, like, hey, that's what I want, and they usually go off the list. My dad will just say, okay, here's money, go buy what you want. But my mom will go and buy me things that I wasn't on the list, and luckily she does a very good job. I don't think she's ever bought anything that I just didn't use or ever want. So I haven't really had any like worthless gifts as an adult now, you know, and. Going off the list is a very dangerous game. Oh, I'm Megan all the time. 
Oh my god, I could never. <laughs> well, because like my mom, her mom, and grandparents, they'll get her the stuff on the list. I'm like, all right, well, I'll go off the list. I'll make it easy for you guys, and I'll try to challenge myself. Interesting. And I have not gotten yelled at. Well, I, I can't leave this draft without naming my last one. Gift cards. Right. Gift cards. If someone gets, just give me cash. Cash is, but if you're, if what you're saying when you gave me a gift card is you put no thought into this, but you still want to give me a present. If that's the case, giving me cash is far superior than me being limited to the one singular place you picked out for me. I may or may not even want that gift card or I might lose it in the next 10, 10 days. I feel like if cash is, I, I don't know why cash gets a worse rep than gift cards when it's on the same playing field. It's no, it's not. I disagree. So I think that obviously cash is more superior than gift cards, but how I do gift cards at least is like, I know this person is going like, likes this store. Like my grandma loves Barnes and Noble. I there's, there's thousands of books and she likes numerous authors. She has tons of books. I don't know which book she has. So I give her a Barnes and Noble gift card. My mom always does a gift card for each kid. Like I usually get a Dick's or express. Like I get gift cards for someone. I know you're going to go there. You love TJ. I would get you a TJ Maxx gift card. You're telling me you're not going to use a TJ Maxx gift card? I would eventually, but I'd probably use the cash on something easier earlier. I don't know. <laughs> what, gas? I, I just, bro, times are tough, man. <laughs> times are tough, yes. See, but I think gift cards, yeah, they are cop-out like cash, but you there is a little bit more thought that goes into gift cards because you know this person likes this store. You're thinking about them. Instead of, you know, my dad loves Home Depot. And that kind of stuff, I'd give them a Home Depot one. My brothers, their fleet farm. I don't know what to buy my fleet farm. You go buy what you want. I think it's just different because then you're going to end up spending the cash on stupid things like gas or you, know, you went and got lunch. Like, no, I want you to go buy yourself something that, you know, you wouldn't just normally buy. So take the gift card. <laughs> yeah, make the trip. It, that way. it makes sense that way. Yeah. That, that's what Okay. All right. Well, we've exhausted this question. Let's get into uh, AFC West right away. Let's do Chiefs 12 and 5. At, at how they started out, everyone was freaking out. They were, what, like 3 and 4 at one point in the season? Yeah. People were saying, oh, these Mahomes, he's, he's figured out. Chiefs are on a downfall. But nope. Still finished first in the division. Finished first. They were. Uh... They play. They were a half away from an overtime away from going to their third straight Super Bowl. Yeah, that very well could have been different for uh, Rams Chiefs instead of a Rams Bengals Super Bowl. So, and who knows? Maybe Tyreek Hill stays. He get maybe if they win, he gets another ring. And who knows what can what could have all happened? Right. Yeah. I. I mean, it it definitely is interesting. Uh, but Mahomes had an up and down year last year, and he still finished as a QB four. Uh, 4,800 yards, 37 passing touchdowns, 13 picks. Uh, and he ran for almost 400 yards last year. I didn't realize yep. that. 381 and two. Um, nothing major, but it helps a lot. You know, that's, that's 38 points just on yards alone that he'll get over like a Kirk Cousins, maybe an extra 20 points over he'll get over a Derek Carr and Aaron Rodgers type. So it helps a little bit. Right. Yeah, he was a QB 18 from weeks 7 through 12. People are – writing him off right before the fantasy playoffs but uh fantasy playoffs he finished as the qb2 five and eight so if you stuck with them you made the playoffs with them through that bad stretch you were happy 
But yeah, I mean, like you said, those that, he, those weeks seven through thirteen. Here are his touch, his total touchdowns for those weeks: zero, one, one, five. Obviously, amazing. Zero by week zero. Right. Essentially, you take that one great game out. He had two touchdowns over six weeks, or yeah, six weeks. Yeah. So that was scary. I, you were trading him. I mean, could you trade him that late for when with, with the production he was showing? I don't know. But you didn't want to start him. No, you didn't. You're... But then he throws in that five touchdown week, and you're back to like, all right, not that. That's probably when you could have traded him. But then you would have ended up losing it, you know? Right. Uh, so looking ahead to this year, his ADP is the middle of the third round. I I think that's a little too rich for my blood. But what are your thoughts on that? I mean, After... you and I, you and I are in the same categories drafting QBs early. Um, that they have to be able to. If I'm drafting a top five QB, in my eyes. They have to be able to finish as the number one quarterback and have that ability. I don't think he can this year just because of Tyree Kill being gone and then then being limited to Travis Kelsey and a bunch of other kind of unproven receivers or receivers who have been hurt in the past. Right. I mean, it's he's still going to put up great NFL numbers, um, but I just don't know if that'll translate the in a way of being a top five. You don't, so you don't think his ceiling's even top five this year? I think his ceiling could be maybe five. But okay. if you're drafting him, he's going as the second QB. I don't see where he can finish as one or two. Right. Uh, so current ADP is going 305. I mean, the depth you're losing before, right before or right after him is Mike Evans, A.J. Brown, Kyle Pitts before him. Uh, and then T. Higgins, James Conner, David Montgomery, all those guys after him. Right. Uh, those are tough, tough guys, like core fantasy pieces to pass up if you are taking a shot on Patrick Mahomes. So I think both of us are out on where his ADP is. Now, if he falls to the fourth round, that's a different story in my opinion. But third round, I'm I'm out on him. Yeah, I mean, I think I think Herbert's going to have – a. I mean, he beat him last year in fantasy, and I think he's going to be able to do it again just with the better weapons. It's, it's the same – it's the same weapons for him and better – and he's, I mean, I want to say he's younger because they're not that far apart, but he's the new gunslinger, you know? Right. Um, and I think Herbert will do will finish higher than him, so I'd rather go Herbert, who's going after him. Right. Yeah, Mahomes, QB8 last year, worst finish of his career. This year, he could fall below that, so it will be interesting. <clears throat> Talk about interesting, the running back room for the Chiefs. Yeah. Clyde. So, Clyde, he... Uh, Finished as an RB40, 10 games played last year. Yep. Uh, 517 and four. He only had 129 uh, yards and two through the air last year. You would think that number has to go up, right? You would assume just because they lost their other running back who was there when he was out, who had a, almost, what, 100 targets? Yeah, I mean, I don't know why when he was on the field, he wasn't getting the targets that. Team, or that the backup running backs were getting when he was out. And he he was known for in college as being a pass catcher. So they, they're just going away from I, I don't know. Right. And we mentioned, obviously, Tyree Kill's gone. We always see, we always hear that when a top receiver and those targets go away, the majority of them go to the starting running back. So and Kansas City has the second most vacated targets left coming into this year, so. So you would think Clyde should be a slam dunk. He's going as the RB twenty five right now. Um, 
But his ADP's in the sixth round. I mean, the, you, the top of the sixth round. It's one pick away from the fifth round. Like, you could be getting a starting running back on a Patrick Mahomes. I know we just kind of bashed him a little bit for fantasy-wise, but uh, a starting running back for the Kansas City Chiefs in an AFC West where you're going to have to put up 30 points a game to win, he should have a good value. You you would think, but I, I think with them bringing in Ronald Jones, we don't even know if Clyde's going to be the starting back. I think this is going to be a – you know, true 50-50, kind of like Williams and Gordon last year, and probably them this year we'll get to in a, in a couple minutes here. But and I, I, and I think I, Ronald Jones is the better runner of the two. He's not a, he, he's not a pass catcher. He's not going to take I targets. Says, I saw beat writers for the Chiefs this year saying that Ronald Jones is going to be the primary rusher and Clyde's going to be that third down kind of pass catching back. So it. So my, if that if that's true, if before your draft you hear confirmed from Andy Reid. But obviously, no injuries um, are happening in fantasy. Clyde is going to be the third down pass catching back. Where do you take him? Because you're not taking him in the sixth round if he's just going to be a pass catching back. No, I think I'd feel comfortable taking him, you know, at best my flex, maybe just a, you know, bye week running back where I need on my bench where I need to plug some guys in some weeks, but nowhere near where he's being drafted right now. So then you obviously hear that Ronald Jones is the main running back. He's going to get most of the attempts, most of the work, probably goal line carries. Where do you take him? Because he's going uh, – I think I've seen him in, like, what, the 12th, 13th round? His ADP right now is back in the 10th round. And I would oh, okay. I would smash that button every time if I saw him there back in the 10th round. It, or no matter what, are you still trying to take him? No matter what, just to get okay. a, 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 running back, a, a bench running back in the 10th round at this point. Especially because you know Clyde has been hurt his first two seasons in the league. He's missed what twelve, ten games in two years, probably. Yeah, he. Uh, I mean, even when he was on the field, only five of his ten games he he finished inside RB two territory. So even right. on the field, he's not that productive. Okay, so Ronald Jones we sh- looks like to have far more value than Clyde, unless we hear that Clyde is the main starter. Then Clyde has great value in the sixth. Correct. Okay. All right, let's go to these receivers then. You know, the clear number one is gone in Tyreek Hill. Uh, so let's go. Let's start with Juju here. His ADP is middle of the seventh round. Um, wide receiver, wide receiver, thirty-three. Yeah, I I go back and forth on Juju and MVS. We'll talk about it in a minute. I mean, twenty-five percent of the target share is vacated, but yeah, I mean, you look, you it's it's got to be tough determining who is the clear number one. And we saw in years past, it's been the number one receiver in Tyreek. It's been Travis Kelsey. Look at the wide receiver twos that were, have been behind Tyreek Hill. There hasn't been. You can't, like, they, it, the Bears have their one of them in Byron Pringle. Right. I mean, it, it's going to – if you take a shot on Juju, I don't know if I'd want to. I think I'd rather take a shot on MVS a couple of rounds later. Because he's I five mean, rounds later. It, exactly. Because we – we know that Mahomes doesn't had to this point pass around the ball, you know, to make the wide receiver two and three on the Chiefs relevant. Right. So drafting a seventh round Chiefs wide receiver who is injury prone might not even be the team's number one wide receiver. I don't know about that. So my thought on Juju is when he is healthy, and of course that's a big thing with Juju. That's why he's not on the Steelers. Right. That's why he only got a one year deal. But in twenty twenty he was a wide receiver 17 in yep. full PPR. 
And obviously his breakout year when he was a rookie in 2018, he was a wide receiver eight. So when he's healthy, he can be a top receiver. In the three games last year, he had over 50% of snaps played. He saw three tar- or 23 targets in three games. That's seven targets a game. That is great value and great opportunity there. If he can stay healthy, I think he will do better than MBS. But that's the biggest thing with Juju. With these two guys, you have to th- you have to go off your gut. Who is going to be the best one? And you have to go with it. You can make a case for both, but you can, you can't you can't take both because only one is going to be somewhat relative. Right. So let's let's play this ADP game again. So <clears throat> Juju in the seventh round. It's it's really these seventh round wide receivers are really trusting your gut. You got Thielen at the at the start of the seventh round. You got Drake London, uh, Rashad Bateman, who I am strong on, but again, we don't know what that passing game is going to look like. You got Traylon Burks and Devonta Smith all going in the seventh round. I I feel like all of those guys can make or break your they they could not make or break your team but i feel like they could all be busts or they could all help your team tremendously so I if mean, i had to like, rank them i'd probably go Thielen just because i mean he was a wider he was a top 10 receiver last year before his injury and that's a huge passing volume team from reports that have been out from camp is that this is going to be even more passing of a team instead of a run first team um, so I think I'd go with Thielen just because he is a very he's a high touchdown guy, and then I think I would go Juju based off. I'm not I'm not going to trust a rookie with a bad quarterback in London and Burks. Um, I would go Bateman over uh, Juju. Bateman and him are close, but again, the the wide receiver one or the primary pass catcher is a tight end, and. Lamar does the volume there is just it's never been there. I mean, we saw Hollywood break out, but that was with the Huntley kind of back backing him up and throwing him the ball. I think what twelve targets. I, he had one game with Huntley and like nine the other. Yeah. Um, but I just see them being that for that huge run first offense. I mean, Bateman should see a hundred targets, but I don't understand why Juju shouldn't because we just said they have the second most vacated targets. They got to go to someone. They're not all going to go to Travis Kelsey. They're not all going to the back. Juju should be the wide receiver one, in my opinion, on this team if he's healthy. Okay. So let's touch on MVS a little bit then. Is ADP's the 11th round? Say you're on the clock, Juju's there in the 7th. Are you waiting to get MVS or are you just taking your shot on Juju then? I think, I mean, obviously, it all depends looks like obviously i mean if i have five other receivers i'm not gonna or like four other receivers in the seventh round i'm not gonna take juju as my fifth receiver i would probably wait but if i need a receiver in the seventh and he's there then i would but i do like the value that mvs does bring because he he he's the deep ball guy juju is not necessarily that big deep ball mvs is known for his size and his speed it's what he was for the packers tyree kill was known for his speed um I mean, I think I, – I wouldn't be surprised if MBS leads the league in yards per catch. Oh, I, I was going to bring up, yeah, the deep ball threat with Hill is, is a, was a real thing. And I think if you are drafting MBS, he will get those long ball touchdowns, which you're going to have to rely on. 
think yeah, he's a, I don't he's, think he's a big volume guy. He's never been a big volume guy because he's he's always just streaking down the field and hoping to burn you with his speed, <laughs> which Mahomes loves it, takes advantage of it with his he has a great arm, great accuracy, great deep ball and everything. Um, but MBS is no Tyreek Hill. All right. Uh, before we get to the Raiders, let's touch on Kelsey. There's not much to touch on other than nope. dude's going to ball out again this year. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it was his first season, and since 2015, he was at the tight end one. Right. His ADP is this first pick in the second round. If I'm if I'm at the back half, if I have picks 11 or 12 in the first round, I'm totally fine going Kelsey as quote-unquote my wide receiver one right uh, i mean he's he's probably going to see an average of 10 targets a game he might break the record for the reception record this year i would yeah i would be shocked if he finished lower than 1200 yards and 10 touchdowns i mean i i don't see a reason why he wouldn't be the tight end one again this year so how about dynasty um dynasty I, is tricky i mean he is old he's in his 30s he's 31 I think you'll still get I, – I think we differ a little bit on this, but I think we still have at least five more years where Kelsey can finish inside the top 12. I think I think this year – and I mean, this year for sure he'll finish as a tight end one, lowest two. I don't see him slowing down anytime soon, to be honest. So what, what, are, you, what are your thoughts on this? I mean, if you're going win now mode, then, yeah, you take Kelsey. But if you're kind of starting that, you want to you go young and – I mean, it's him or Pitts right now. It's kind of going one and two, and then Mark Andrews. I just think because of the QB play, um, right. and everything, is Lamar doesn't have that extension yet. But oh, man, I mean, so would you rather go Kelsey or Pitts then? Um, I mean, they're both being drafted what in the second round for Dynasty. Yeah, I want my heart says Pitts because he's what 21 years old you won't have right. to work about this tight end position for you know knock on wood at least 10 years but you'd have the for sure thing in kelsey for the next three years minimum and so he I, he's on the chiefs contract until 2020 four more years with him and his cap hit gets bigger and bigger um where his dead cap gets less and less so if his production kind of starts to drop, the Chiefs might cut him because of his dead cap is really low, where his cap hit is high. Right. And, I mean, you couldn't have asked for a better situation with the quarterback and the wide receiver room with him. And, I mean, you know, if he goes, if he finishes his career somewhere else, you don't know what, you know, he might go to some shit, the Titans where they don't have a quarterback <laughs> or, you know, anywhere. So I feel like I would go pits, but I wouldn't Okay. I wouldn't be happy about it this year. Okay. <laughs> nope. That's that. Yeah. This year you're like, you're just watching Kelsey and you're like, Oh God, piss, please just do something. You're poking them. All right. Anything else you got on the chiefs before we move on? Nope. I'm good to go with the team that'll be representing the AFC in the super bowl. <laughs> oh God. 10 and seven Raiders last year. Yeah. They, they snuck into the playoffs. I know they weren't the lowest seed, but they did just sneak into the playoffs last year. They were the five seed. I, I I mean, yeah, the five. That's wild that it came down to the very last game. They game two fifty six or whatever it was, and they got the five seed. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Car, ADP tenth round. That's my boy. Yeah, I all I wrote was value, value, value. QB thirteen last year, forty eight hundred yards, twenty three touchdowns, fourteen picks. Not the greatest, but that should improve. I mean, 
you would think with Adams, with the addition of Adams, he'd get at least 28 to 30 touchdowns, you know, five to seven touchdown growth, right? I think minimum because Waller missed six games, and that's who their clear number one option was. Right. So that – I mean, obviously that's why Hunter Renfro had a great year. But you add Waller back, you you add the best receiver in the game. I don't see a world where he can't have 35 touchdowns. And he's never finished inside the top 10. So that, you know, in order – because he has no rushing upside. He no. He 88 yards throughout his career, so that's gone. He needs to put up Brady or Rodgers or Stafford numbers to, you know, be – I know, I know if you draft him in the 10th round, he's obviously going to produce that value and then some. But mm-hmm. if you really want that top 10 or, you know, maybe if there's a world for a top five upside, he's going to have to throw for 40 touchdowns. I mean, I look at what Justin Herbert did, and he was in those 30s. Or not Justin Herbert, uh, Joe Burrow, who finished as the wide receiver, or the tight end God, quarterback, five <laughs> or six. And I don't see why... Uh, Carr can't do that. Burrow's stats last year, 34 touchdowns, 14 picks, 4,600 yards, and 118 rushing rushing yards. So it it was the same amount of interceptions and 11 more touchdowns and less yards. You're you're telling me that Carr can't add 11 more touchdowns? I mean, it's certainly possible. It's a lot. It's a big jump, obviously. But I just see the weapons that he has. He's, it's not like he's, him and Adams have never played with each other, and they're not friends. They are the closest friends. They've played college ball. They always work out in the offseason. They already know each other. Like, they don't need to figure it out. Right. I see him. He could easily be a top ten, easily. And that's why I've been taking him in t- almost all my mocks. But I'm not going to be surprised if he does what Joe Burrow did last year and wind, winds up as the QB six or five. Right. I mean – it comes down to if you're punting the quarterback position and you're waiting till these later rounds and you get Carr in the 10th, I'm not expecting top five upside. I don't think that's realistic because he doesn't have the rushing, you know, attack that some of these other quarterbacks do. But I think a comfortable finish between six and 10 is very realistic for Carr. And you got a lot of value for it. You didn't waste a Andrew Burrow who's going in the fourth or fifth who finishes eight. You know, right. it, it's the value for Carr is there. He, I think he, I don't think he's going to, do what Brady did last year and those stupid numbers. But the value in the ninth end up as QB3. Cars going in the 10th could end up as a QB6, we'll say. That's just a position that it's not going to necessarily make or break your team almost. I mean, you're usually with 12 teams in a league. They're going to be great QBs on the waiver. Car might not go drafted in some in some rounds for, or some leagues for some reason, you know, for 10-man leagues. He might not be drafted. Usually I mean, yeah, sing, yeah, single quarterback leagues. You got eight, ten man leagues. <laughs> I, I don't know why you wouldn't at least st- store Carr in your bench if you take a Herbert or Allen early. Yeah, it's kind of the same thing. He's like a Matt Ryan. Matt Ryan might not get drafted. He could finish as a top twelve with his wet with those weapons and that offense. Right. Like the value that quarterbacks have in fantasy. Yes, they score the most points, but. The difference from four to eight isn't the, that big. Right. Uh, so we're both high on car. Let's get into Josh Jacobs then. Uh, so he's he, RB11. Yes. He's being drafted back of the fourth round. Uh, I would say he's a solid RB2, but nothing more. I, he, he's the definition of 
you'll get production, but it's not going to be flashy, and he's not going to win you weeks. No, I, I totally agree, and I think just with, again, having Adams come on, I mean, he, he saw 64 targets. I don't see him doing that again just because, again, Waller was gone, Adams is coming. Those, tar- those targets are going to drop, but he's a really good running back. He is. And the O-line isn't the – they're fine, but he's on a team that had a 26 26- – uh, most rushing attempts, so bottom, almost bottom six in the league, and they're bringing in Josh McDaniels, who we don't know what they're going to do. Is are they going to take over from the Patriots and run, 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 or are they going to do what they did with Brady and kind of be a little bit more more pass heavy than run heavy? Um, I see them being more pass heavy because of their weapons. So I just see his pass attempts volume going down and the rushing attempts probably still being there in the low two hundreds, um, but his nine touchdowns I don't see happening again. No, I, I, he is very touchdown dependent. He has the second most red zone rushing attempts over the last three years. So, I, I mean, he had 872 on the ground and 348 through the air. I think he, his air yards will go up a little bit and his rushing attempts and touchdowns will go down. But he's finished his RB in, in RB2, RB1, and RB2 categories his first three years. So Yeah, and he's going in the four, middle of the fourth round or early fourth, excuse me. It, I, I always think ten man in a in a twelve man league. He's going towards you know that, again that third four turn. Um, so if you go receiver receiver and he's your RB one, no, it's not flashy, but it's a safe pick, and you could get him and a Travis Etienne or Montgomery as right. your two RBs. I'm I mean yeah, you, you looking at that situation, I'm fine with Jacobs. Or if you want to go risky and take like a Barkley or a Debo or some of those like you know uncertainty guys at the top of the draft. I'm fine with taking a safe pick in Josh Jacobs, you know, knowing he's not going to win me all like by himself weeks, but knowing he's not going to lose me a bunch of weeks. Right. And he doesn't miss that many games. I think he missed two last year and then obviously he had the bye week, but he missed two early on and then he played every single week from week four to week, you know, end of the season. Yeah. I mean, most running backs miss a couple games. He's missed three, two, and two over his last three years. So. Yeah. So he's kind of doing just what a standard running back does. Yeah. I think he's a good value at a, at a spot. He's safe. He's not gonna. He's not gonna be an RB one this year, but you, you know what you're gonna get with him. All right. Uh, all right. So let's talk about this new guy. I don't think I've ever heard of Devonte Adams. Right? Yeah, I think he's he's out of Fresno. Not sure where he was the past couple of years, but he's coming in, and they're making noise already from headlines. I don't know why he's being a draft in the first round. It's pretty risky. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm seeing him go in the second in some. Like late second or, or late or early second at that turn. His ADP is one eleven. So, I I mean, if let, let's see who's who's going right before him. Um, so people are taking obviously Taylor McCaffrey, Henry, Eckler, Cup is five, Jefferson, Najee's a toss up to me. Not th- those six guys I listed. I'm for sure taking over Adams, Najee. Dalvin Cook and Joe Mixon are also going before him. Those guys are all toss-ups. I don't know. What What are your thoughts on those guys? Yeah, I mean, I think though, though I don't I don't see. Oh man, God! All running backs in the first round obviously have the ability to be a wide receiver, the running back one, right? But man, I just think I think Adams can really have a Cooper Cup like year last year. I think he's just going to demand targets and red zone targets and opportunity. Everywhere. You think he's going to have 190 targets this year? No. I mean, he's what he had 170 last year with with obviously Rodgers and 
six almost sixteen hundred yards and ten touchdowns. Again, he's a wide receiver too, but I, I don't see why he can't do more. I mean, there's a lot of mouths to feed. It's not just him and in Las Vegas now. Like, no, it's not. It's not just him. You're you're not wrong there, but you ha- you just have that connection, you know. And they like it's not just a, a quarterback receiver connection. It is a true friend connection. I mean, we saw last year Cooper Cup and Stafford. They got breakfast together. We saw what Cooper Cup did. These guys are working out together. These these guys' families are friends. They do holidays together. Adams is going to see oh, this, the same, if not more, targets. I truly believe because you can't double him. You think he's going to get more tar- more than 170 targets this year? I don't see why not. I don't think so. He was the sole guy in Green Bay. That, that Green Bay did not have a Hunter Renfro and Darren Waller type deal. Hunter Renfro is the guy who's going to drop off a lot this year. Um, I have not been taking him really in any drafts because I Adams is a deep ball and he's a target guy. He's kind of the best of both worlds. That's why he is the best receiver in the league, in my opinion where Hunter Renfro is mainly just a, a pass catcher. But because you double Adams and you're leaving Waller wide open, or you are leaving Hunter Renfro, who's a great route runner, open. So you you, you can't double anybody. Um, so I, I, I just see Adams just blowing it off, just going nuts this year. I mean, we Cooper Cup had – 180 targets last or 100 Cooper Cup at 191 targets last year. Right. <laughs> I don't think we'll see that. I don't not know. From, not, not from Cup or Adams. I mean, Adams had 169 and a 30% target share last year with the Packers. I don't see him getting then those numbers this year. I think he can still finish top five, but I don't see him finishing as that Cooper Cup wide receiver one. Wow. You I don't. don't. Wow. But you're also higher on car than I am, so that has you have to take that into account. Yeah, I mean, I mean, it sucks because the Rams they had their other receivers got hurt throughout the year, so you can't really base what other the other guys did. Do, right. Would you know off the top of your head what his target share was or no? I don't. I can look it up later. Okay. Play. But I mean, I just think Adams. I think he's the wide receiver three, um, or I think he's going as wide receiver. And I think his floor is is honestly the wide receiver four, maybe. Like I, I don't see and I don't see Jamar Chase be, being better just because he has another great receiver on his hands. You know, Cooper Cup, kind of that lone that lone guy that did bring in Allen Robinson, so that might you know play an effect. Debo, who knows? He doesn't want to be used as a running back. Jefferson's the, Jefferson and Cup are the only two guys that I think that can do better, and maybe Diggs. But I'm I think Adams can go back. Uh, as the t- as a wide receiver one this upcoming year. All right, well, all right there you have it. Uh, so I have I have Cooper Cup stats right here. His target share, they he finished at thirty two percent to Adams thirty, so not that different. Right. All right. Hunter Renfro kind of talked about him, and uh, he just came out of nowhere last year. He finished as a wide receiver eleven with a hundred targets, hundred three catches, a little over a thousand yards, nine touchdowns. I don't see that happening again. <laughs> I, I don't either. Uh, did get extended. They're all all those guys are pretty much on the team, except they're still waiting on a Waller contract. But Carr, Renfro, Adams, um, they're extended for about four more years. I think they want to get a Waller deal done. So they're both still good for dynasty. 
and they're right. both good picks. For he's a good pick for Dynasty, but redraft, I've kind of stayed away from him. Yeah, he's the clear biggest loser from this Adams trade. He really is. Uh, he really is. I mean, he's being drafted in the eighth round. That's wide receiver three or four territory, depending on how your team looks. I mean, if if he gets anywhere close to that 1,000 yards, you're happy with where, you dra- with where you drafted him, right? But I just don't see him getting – I see him maybe getting 600. Wow, so that's a big drop-off. Well, okay, so Carson for 4,800. Let's say he does that again. Where are those yards going? A thousand are going to Adams minimum. We'll say twelve hundred goes go to Adams. Yeah, that's that's a safe number. And so that's twelve hundred yards that weren't there last year. So you gotta take away some from obviously their receivers that are gone already who they were no name guys. Um but I just see Renfro going down a lot and he's going in the same spot as my boy Gabe Davis. <laughs> you are high on Gabe Davis. And would you I mean, they're kind of in the same scenario. Both both teams have good tight ends, another true receiver. But who do you think could have a better breakout year in a in a, a, a boom guy? Because in those rounds, you're looking for boom guys. You're looking well, for steals. Right. I mean, Renfro, you can argue, argue, had a breakout year last year. But if I'm looking for who has the higher upside, it's easily, easily Davis. Okay. Renfro and, has a cap ceiling. I don't even know what Davis's ceiling could be. Davis could easily be a thousand yard. Guy. He could be a twelve hundred yard guy this year. We Davis could be a one. That's how good he is, and how it, he's just lucky that he's in. He has Josh Allen. You know, it's a mixture of everything. Um, he could be. I I do not see in any world unless Adams is out for the whole year, where Hunter Renfro is a wide receiver one again. So uh, that's fine. It, I I will give you the Davis Renfro argument, but I think he will. You know, he finished at 600, 600, and a thousand yards last year. I don't think he'll get to the thousand yards, but I think he can finish between that eight, eight to nine hundred and get you your return on your value for the eighth round. So I just looked this up when Darren Waller was healthy the first six weeks. Here are Hunter Renfro's finishes. All right. Yep. Wide receiver fifty, forty nine, twelve, twenty four, thirty eight, sixty one. When the main guy was there, Renfro was the clear second option. I mean, he got 10 points, 8 points, 16, 13. His 16 and 13 points were 12 and 24. And then he got you 8 and 5. You add in Adams, his stats are going to be identical to those 15 and 49 finishes. I just don't see where he can take the limited volume he's going to get and do something big with it. So – We'll say Adams twelve hundred yards. Waller finished with six hundred yards last year. Let's just say six hundred again, so that's eighteen hundred. Waller missed. Waller only played in played in eleven games. So what? Let's say a thousand yards. Let's go twenty two hundred yards between those two guys. How many yards do you think Derek Carr is throwing for this year? Well, well, we said forty eight hundred. But if, if he's throwing for forty eight hundred, Adams is getting more than twelve hundred yards. So regardless, let's. There's still fifteen hundred to two thousand yards that are not all going to Josh Jacobs. They're not all going to the wide receiver three coming off the bench. Do you know who it is? No, do you? <laughs> no, I don't. <laughs> exactly. Well, because Zay Jones is gone, and – It's not uh, Ruggs. <laughs> it's not Ruggs. I almost said RIP, but he's still living. Um, I can't even think of his – it's Sean Jackson. I think he's gone. So – if he's if not going to get a thousand, I, I I honestly think if Adam if everyone plays in every game, Adams gets I honestly think sixteen hundred. Waller gets twelve hundred. 
So that's 2,800 yards. They got to go somewhere else, but the, he's not getting 1,000 yards. Ooh, we, we might have to make a bet on this because I think he might. <laughs> we we can easily make a bet on Where did they go last year? It, it's going to be close. I, I don't know. We can't think of the who, who the hell was on the team. <laughs> oh, my God. I know Zay Jones was there. I feel like we're missing someone, like, obvious. You want to start us off on Waller, and I'll look up the depth chart. Oh, I was already doing it. Um, You do, Waller. So let's do Darren Waller being drafted in the back of the fourth round. Uh, he's going after, obviously, Pitts, Andrews, Kelsey. Uh, and Kittle's going right around where Waller's going. Uh, he finished with a tight end, tight end 18, but like you said, only played in 11 games, uh, 665 and two. Uh, he averaged 118 targets over the last three years. I I don't know if that's going to go down or not. I, again, you're bigger on car than I am, but mm-hmm. I, I think it's there's, he's going to be – his year is going to be labeled as a consistency problem just because Adams, be, Adams is going to be there taking away a little bunch of the targets. But if Adams gets doubled – Dude's gonna have a monster game. So, so why are you more? Why are you higher on Renfro than you are on Waller? I'm not. I'm. I'm about okay. the same age. Okay. So here are the. So Hunter Renfro obviously led the team in uh, yards, a thousand thirty-eight. Waller, who played in eleven games, had the next at six sixty-five. So, right. I mean, they're the next besides Waller. The targets, the next most were uh, Zay Jones with forty-seven. And that was 546 yards. Brian Edwards, who's gone, 571. Henry Ruggs, who played in seven games, had 500 yards. Foster Moreau, 373. But that was because, obviously, Darren Waller was out. Right. Um, Kenyon Drake, who's back, 300. Deshaun Jackson, 233. And then the rest are less than 100. So so Adams will have 3,000 yards. (laughs) And then... Waller will get a thousand, and then Renfro will get eight hundred. And none, none to Jacobs or Demarcus Robinson or no, <laughs> no one else gets a, gets a single yard. Got it. Well, so are you are you looking at Waller in any dress or no? Um, no, just because I mean he's going as um, you know, the third round, late third. I don't see where he can give me that of you know return of value and being a top three or top three tight end i'd rather take a shot on uh schultz in the sixth or seventh Knox in the eighth or ninth uh cole Komet in the 12th 13th round could easily be a top 10 tight end and like we've mentioned with quarterbacks the difference between a, a qb six and a qb nine aren't that different it's kind of the same thing with the tight ends where if waller finishes a tight end five great it's where you drafted him but cole Komet finishes a tight end eight 15 the value is so much better right I, I think we're in the same boat i think we're punting on the middle tight ends and waiting you know either taking that first or second guy or just waiting till the end correct all right we're gonna make this a two-hour episode it looks like so let's go to the nine and eight chargers last year god they always disappoint they, they always disappoint they should have made the playoffs but they made a bonehead the couple bonehead errors in uh the last game of the season in overtime so we had to watch the Steelers, but Justin Herbert, oh boy, dudes, I think is the MVP front runner this year. I know you like Carr, but I, I think it's Justin. Herbert. No, I Carr's not my MVP front runner. <laughs> he is. If I'm making a bet on big odds, then I'm gonna then I'm betting on Carr. I think it's either Herbert or Josh Allen winning yep. the MVP. Um, 
these but, these stats over last year were just insane from the sophomore guy. Five thousand yards, thirty-eight touchdowns, and fifteen picks, three hundred and two and three on the ground. I don't even think that's a ceiling. I I can see I can easily see him, you know, passing for a couple hundred more yards, throw easily getting over that forty touchdown mark. Right. If he, you know, throws a couple less interceptions, his rushing can stay the same and he'll be the quarterback one, assuming Josh Allen doesn't, you know improve from last right yeah if if i'm going if i'm going early qb draft in my draft it's between two guys and i think i would wait on herbert who's going a round and a half later than josh allen yep um obviously the the rushing upside is not what josh allen is but just what he can do just besides the i mean he's just he's just stupid how good he is um, he's got a deep ball guy in Mike Williams, a consistency guy in Keenan Allen. They got a young guy in Palmer. They got Austin Eckler. They have the, one of the best offensive lines. Everything's in his favor, and I'm all in on Herbert. If I want to go QB early, then I, I, I'm picking him. Yeah, his ADP is 312, so you could easily get him in the fourth round, and that's in, insane for the QB one. Yeah. I'm- he, he, through his first two years, he's got the most completions, yards, and touchdowns ever. Any quarterback. Yeah, and I, I don't see it slowing down whatsoever. He's another year in the system. He's going to be great. There's not much we got to say about him. Um, but the run, well, it's kind of interesting here with Eckler. Um, finishes RB2. His ADP is – so he's going, obviously, you know, right in that – early on. What are your thoughts on him? Everyone's kind of seemed a little spooked because they drafted a rookie running back. I don't think that's going to happen. I mean, Eckler's is they've always used more than one running back, and none of them have been, you know, turned out to anything unless Eckler's been hurt. I know we always talk, we, we've been talking about Jonathan Taylor, Chris McCaffrey, even Cooper Cup being, you know, being drafted in the first one or two picks. I don't know why we're not throwing Eckler's name in there. His ADP is 104, and I don't see why in a per, you know in a perfect world where him, CMC, everybody's healthy, he can't finish with the similar numbers. Right. I mean, he's not gonna he's not gonna get a lot of rushing attempts. He's not, but he's gonna see 80, 75 guaranteed plus targets. Right. Ninety five last year he saw for six fifty and eight touchdowns. That's what that's what Hunter Renfro will probably do. And oh my god. <laughs> 95 targets. <laughs> 95 targets? You don't think that that's those are those those would be Hunter Renfro numbers, possibly. That's a real not thing. 647. Possibly. There's no way. I cannot wait to win this under a thousand yard bet. Um oh my God. but all right, Eckler. Uh I mean, in Dynasty, I am kind of more out on him. He's 27. They did draft the the rookie. Um, and Eckler, like most running backs, will miss games here and there. But for redraft, I am all in. I if I'm at like that third, fourth pick, and I'm I'm going back and forth between Henry, CMC, Eckler. You know, even at the one, you know, you can make a case for all of them. Right. I mean, he's a PPR machine. He's not. Right. He got twelve on the ground and eight through the area last year, all inside the red zone. Neither of those are going to happen again. I would hope he's going to score from outside the red zone. <laughs> His touchdowns will go down. Uh, but I think he is one of – if you're going safe first round, I don't see many other options safer other than Eckler. Right. I think his floor is like an RB7, and his ceiling is the RB1. His ceiling is definitely the RB1. So, that All right. Guess. All right. Keenan Allen, ADP 307, Mr. 
opposite of flashy. <laughs> Mr. Reliable. I mean, you get you draft him and you're like, oh, but then you're like, wait, I know this guy's gonna get me eight, it's probably seven catches for 80 yards and maybe a touchdown. Like he so the last last time he played a full let, let's so he he played a full full season the past four of the past five years, he missed two games one year, still finished as a wide receiver 14. The past five years, he's been a top 14 wide receiver. I mean, 10, not, 14, 6, 12, and 3. Yeah, I, I mean, last year he saw 157 targets, 11, 38, and 6 touchdowns. Even if he dips a little below that for, a th- for you know, drafting your maybe second wide receiver on your team in the third round, there's not many more people more reliable than that. No, and he's going around like that same, you know, Mike Evans category. And we all say Mike Evans is so much better, which they're, they're pretty much the same. If Mike Evans, if Chris Godwin was healthy, they're the same. Like, they're in the same boat, but Mike Evans does have the upper hand because Godwin is projected to be out. Right. Um, but I'm looking at, you know, his projections this year, literally identical. Is Fantasy projection, total points is eight less than last year, one less catch, 20 less yards. Like, he's going to do the exact same thing probably this year. Um, But it's, do you, again, kind of, you go back to the Chiefs, do you want to get the safe pick or do you want to wait a couple rounds and get the possible boom pick in Mike Williams? Right. One last thing I'll say on Keenan Allen is he's never scored over 10 touchdowns. He is a big PPR guy. If you're playing standard leagues, I'm a little more out on him because you're more, you know, you're relying on those touchdowns and yards more, which he's he's been around a thousand yards, eleven hundred yards, but he's had one hundred fifty-seven targets, one hundred six receptions, one hundred receptions, one hundred four receptions. And if you do if you do standard league, then you need to yell at your commissioner because that's just that's just <laughs> stupid to me. A lot of people still do it. That just makes zero sense. But Mike Williams, ADP his ADP has been going up, which sucks over the past couple of weeks. He's in, he's up into the middle of the fifth round, which is still insane value in my mind. Uh, you know, people like tend to look at the you know shitty middle of the season he had, but he finished overall as a wide receiver ten last year, eleven forty six and nine. That's bet that's better than Keenan Allen. He had the same yards. He over his targets, he had. Uh, 129 targets. So he's if you're playing PPR, that's 30 less than Keenan Allen. But he had three more touchdowns. So I mean, for a wide receiver, you can get two rounds later with potential deep ball upside. Allen's gonna be a uh, a more of a PPR machine, you know, underneath route guy. If you're if you believe in Herbert, you believe in the deep ball. I mean, I don't know. I've been taking Mike Williams in every single fifth round. I've I you know you have been, and I so I pretty much know I'm not getting him in. <laughs> Um, at least in our yeah. dynasty as well. He's kind of yeah. going around that same spot. Um, but, yeah, but I mean, just if for redraft, it's, man, I mean, I'm looking at his, what he did week by week. Started out, I mean, it, God, you, you, you hit on it, the consistency. Mike, or Keenan Allen had three games in red, which is a uh, worse than a wide receiver three. So wide receiver four or worse. He had three games. Throughout the whole season, Mike Williams had one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. So half the season, he was at worst wide receiver eighteen overall, or he went all the way to one hundred and six. Right. Keenan Allen's worst game was a wide receiver sixty-six. So I mean, 
Allen in the third, Williams in the fifth. Are we both? Uh, are we both on the same page here? I think. Oh man, if I had to get one of them. Oh, I I thought this was gonna be a slam dunk for me. I know, but just looking at the numbers, I mean, yeah, he had Michael Williams went wide receiver one. Next week, wide receiver one hundred six. Next week, wide receiver one, and then he went four games in in a bye week, so five weeks of his best being wide receiver forty one. To me, in the fifth round, that's either your that could be your wide receiver two or your flex. It's probably not your second flex, um, but for my flex, I'd rather get a flex guy, obviously who can boom, but still kind of a safer pick. I'd rather leave it up to Gabe Davis be my big boomer bust guy. A guy's in like the Darnell Mooney who's going later. I'd rather go Mooney over Mike Williams. Um, and See, I, I, think only, Keenan, I think I'd rather go Keenan Allen. My only problem with Keenan Allen is the guys going right after him. Key Higgins, Deontay Johnson, Jalen Waddell, Michael Pittman. All of those well, guys but, for, all, all of those guys I think can put up the same numbers with Keenan Allen. But they all those guys have higher upside than Allen. See, I don't think Deontay Johnson can just because I mean, obviously, I mean, Keenan Allen has all of the uh, weapons as well, but the the opportunity for the Chargers are so much higher than what it will be for Pittsburgh. We don't be the quarterback play is far worse. No offense, uh, Mitch Trubisky, but or even the rookie Kyle Pickett. I I I love Deontay Johnson. I think he's a good pick. I would take Mike or Keenan Allen there and I even think about it. Michael Pittman is getting way underlooked. Um, so I would rather go Pittman over Allen there because Pittman has the opportunity to be a wide receiver, easily a wide receiver one. And uh, who are the other guys? You said T. Higgins? Yeah. I think I'd rather go. They're kind of in the same wow. boat. They're in the same boat. I'll take the better quarterback, the better offensive line, and – one, just a better team overall, but also the more opportunities. The Bengals are very 50-50 when it comes to passing the ball and running the ball. Jamar Chase is the clear number one. Keenan Allen and Mike Williams are kind of that 1A, 1B at best. I mean – Yeah, so you're put if you're putting them on the same level, don't hear what I'm not saying. Keenan Allen's a great receiver. But I'm going to take a DJ Moore type guy in the fifth round. Last year he put up 11.57 and four touchdowns. That's nowhere different than Keenan Allen. So I, I I'd rather I, I'd rather go safe. I mean, again, I'd rather go Pittman because Pittman I think will be at worst case wide receiver sixteen where he's kind of being drafted, but he could be a wide receiver six. Where Keenan Allen his worst his worst case is wide receiver fifteen, best case wide receiver ten. Like I don't have to worry about him that often when I, when I play him. Mike Williams, if he gets literally three points, I'm not surprised. If he gets thirty, I'm not surprised. For the flex for the fifth round option. And I just don't know if I'm as in on it as the safety net that Keenan Allen has to offer. I, I get it. I would just rather take the same level of safeness two rounds later in guys like DJ Moore rather than waste, not wasting because he's going to be a good fantasy player. But spending my, my third round pick in a guy where I don't think he has top set, top 10 upside anymore. Yeah. And this was also the first year, I believe, that Mike Williams or last year didn't get hurt. Uh, let's see. I mean, he usually, <laughs> he usually misses like four or five, six games a year, which is another reason. Keen Allen, like you mentioned, has missed three games the past couple of years. Williams has only missed two games in the past four years. He's just... Yeah. 
But all right, Chargers don't have a tight end, so let's move on to the Broncos. <laughs> they don't. Russell will Broncos seven and ten last year. They, I mean, they. Well, you hope they get more than seven wins this year. So Russell Wilson. Uh, his ADP is the middle to back end of the seventh round. Uh, his worst finish of his career happened last year on a shitty Seahawks offense. Uh, quarterback 16. Before that, he's always finished inside the top 12. Uh, career average, 3,800 yards, 30 touchdowns. He's averaged 500 rushing yards throughout his career. Thoughts? He's on... averaged 500? Yeah. A he's season? Average... His average is exactly – I'll get it for you right here. Wow. 500.7 rushing yards in a full PPR. Wow. What are your thoughts on him as a seven? I think that's a really good value. He's kind of been another guy I've been drafting a lot. It's been – if I go early, I've been going Herbert. If I'm going middle, it's been Wilson. If I'm going late, it's been Carr. Um, so I think where he's going, it's great value. And I mean, he's going to QB eight, and I think that that's his floor. Is that is that ten eight spot? I think he could be a, a QB five. Um, so I definitely like his value a lot. I don't see him having that bad of a year. I, yeah, I would agree. I I tiered him in the same quarterbacks fantasy wise as Mahomes, Burrow, and Kyler Murray this year, and those guys are all being drafted fifth round or earlier. So right. Uh, yeah, I mean, if Russell Wilson's there, you got a good, you know, core of six running backs and wide receivers on your team, and you want to take your quarterback of the seventh spot. I don't see any other guy to take other than Russ. Yeah, I think we're both on the same. I mean, he's safe when he's able to play. The dude's great. He's a generation. He's a first ballot Hall of Famer already. I mean, he's still what low thirties. Like he's still got years left in him. I love him in Dynasty as well. Yep. Um, I, I think he's a very good and safe pick. Okay. Uh, so let's talk about Javante Williams and Melvin Gordon. We'll couple these guys together because they were so similar last year. There's but, really like no difference. But one person is being drafted a whole six rounds earlier this year. I, I can't wrap my mind around. I get all these beat writers are saying that Williams is going to take the next step and really take over the offense. But is it really six rounds difference? I, I think the third round is a good spot for Williams, but Melvin Gordon being drafted in the ninth round, what are we doing? I know. I, and I don't, I don't see why they're not going to do maybe their worst case is 60, 40 this year. And that's worst case. I mean, again, they got, we've talked about this before. They got the Packers old OCs and new head coach. We know the Packers ran a two. system. I see it being the same way. So I mean, I, I've been out on Javon because he's being drafted high. Me too. I, but for I mean, Dynasty, I love him. But for redrafts, I've, I've been passing him. I've been going for Aaron Jones, which is kind of hypocritical. But Aaron Jones is a pass catcher. Where Javante, you know, he only saw 53 targets last year, which isn't bad by any means. Um, but but if you play, that, that's the only reason Williams finished ahead of Gordon last year is because of the, the targets on the feet. He's a PPR machine more than Gordon is. Gordon scored more – he had more rushing yards and scored more on the ground last year. And he only had one less touchdown through the year than Javante Williams. It's right. really only the catches that put Williams over Gordon last year. Right. And, you know, we – Jones and Javante, they're in the same boat, and they're going in the same spot. I am a 1,000% taking Aaron Jones over. And that's not being biased at all because, you know, I, I, I love Javante Williams. I think he's a great talent. He's out of North Carolina. So, there's no bias to hear from me. 
I just think Aaron Jones will have better. And I think Javante, I don't know if he can be an RB1 where a guy who's going around him, Aaron Jones, could be. Right. I mean, even besides Cam Akers on third round, all of these third round guys, I think I would take over Javante Williams. It's Leonard Fournette, James Conner, and Zeke Alia. Right. So, I I mean, if Gordon's there, even in the eighth round, I would strongly consider an eighth round pick for Gordon. Ninth round, tenth round on. It, he, I, I don't understand it. No, I, I, I love the value for Gordon. Don't like the value for Javante. Even though I think Javante will be a finish as a RB 16, 17, that's not where I'm drafting him to be. Right. I mean, so they both finished. Let's just put them both at 900 rushing yards last year because they finished at 903 and 918. Right. If finished as 1,100 rushing yards and Gordon dropped down to 850, 800 rushing yards, that's – Still an insane value to take him six rounds later. Yep. Uh, yeah, I totally agree. All right. Jerry Judy, ADP 505. Uh, he's, I mean, the, the, the problem with Judy and Sutton is we don't know who is going to emerge with as this top option, but we have seen Russ support two, you know, top, top 24 wide receivers in the past. I know these guys aren't as good as DK and Lockett, but Russ is still Russ. So, I mean, the, both these guys are being drafted. So, 505 and Sutton is going back back to the fifth. So, these guys are both right next to each other. Mm-hmm. What are your thoughts on taking these guys fifth round? Or, or who are you higher on? Oh, man, I go back and forth. I know, me too. I don't have a clear person who I'm higher on. And even though I think Russ will have a great year, obviously one of these two, if not both, will be very fantasy relevant. But I haven't really been taking them. Like, I take Curl and Son, and I'm like, eh. I take Judy and Man, but I, I've kind of been skipping out on them, to be honest. I know. A lot of these fifth-round guys, it, no matter the position, you know, you got Kyler Murray, TJ Hawkinson, all these fifth-round guys, it's just – they're all like, eh, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> so, I, I think the ceiling for both of these guys are between wide receivers 13 and 15. I don't see either of these guys cracking the top 12. No, I don't think so because the talent and just the type of receiver that Judy is compared to DK, you know, I mean, Corlin, I guess, is more of a deep ball guy, I, I would say, um, where Judy's more of the PPR guy, you know? Right. God. If I had a pick, I think I would go Sutton to finish higher because Russ does just like every other quarterback in this division throws a beautiful deep ball, yeah. one of the best. So I think I would take Sun because he does have that more deep ball threat. Yeah, I I would have to agree with that, uh, and and I would have to agree with you with that where you said you know neither of them are flashy. You take them in the fifth round, they finish as wide receiver two. It's fine. It, the, right. It's literally just fine. And Sun technically is going a little bit after, so you got better value. Right. Uh, do you want to touch on Albert Owen? And you know at all? Kind of. No, I mean, Earth no, cause, I mean they. Because who else did they get? Don't they have another tight end? They drafted a tight end out of uh, like a really high, a really uh, the second best tight end in the draft. I think they took. Um, but Albert O, I mean, I feel like Wilson has never really done great with tight ends. I, I could totally well be wrong, but we've always wanted Disley to ball out. We've always wanted these guys to do it, and they just haven't done it. Right. I I think last time he had them was. Jimmy Graham, what, five, six years ago? Right. And then you look at, okay, maybe the offensive scheme will be different. 
you know, so you look back at the Packers. Yeah, Robert Tunney was a tight end three the other year, but that's because he had like 12 touchdowns. He only had maybe 500 yards, but he had 12 touchdowns. Yeah, I mean, Jimmy Graham, 2016 and 2017, finished as a tight end four and tight end four. He had 10 touchdowns, six touchdowns, finished not with 900 yards one year. Uh, but that's really the only relevant tight end. Russ is right, and and Jimmy Graham is a Hall of Famer. It's not right. like he was a you know he was taking a Alberto, who's a random guy off right. the street, and made him into that. Like Jimmy Graham was great before he went to Seattle. Right. All right. Well, let's get into these standings. I'm curious to see where you put these. We, we've been you know kind of chalking it up here. We've had yep. similar standings for a couple of weeks now. Let's start with the four spot. We've been starting with one. Let's start with fourth this week. Who you got as the four spot in their record? Uh, they are going to repeat as last place divisioners. I got Denver Broncos. Okay. What What's their record? Nine and eight. Wow. Nine all, and eight. All, nine all, and eight. Nine and seven. Kind of went back and forth, but um, I'm just going to stick with nine and eight. That four, three and four were really tough for me. I'm not going to lie. But I have by one game the eight and nine last place Las Vegas Raiders. Wow. I I just don't get the hype. I get they got Adams, but I think these three other teams are better than the Raiders. I don't I don't know. <laughs> oh, that hurts. They, yeah, they didn't know, they didn't I just get Adams. Like, they got Chandler Jones, who's a top edge rusher, and they got a good corner from the Colts. They their defense, their linebackers are still going to be ass, but their edge rush with Max Crosby and Chandler, Chandler Jones will be amazing. Their defensive backs are getting better. And they, they do play a second place schedule this year, which kind of sucks for them, but it does. But I mean, I, I, I have the Raiders obviously not in fourth. So I have my next, oh man, you at God, whatever. Uh, <laughs> I'm going third place at 11 and six. Wow. The Chiefs. 11 and 6 third place. This division is going to be so tough. These teams are going to be beating the shit out of each other. And already. this was me going three every team going 3 and 3 in the record because I can't I can't like have you know I can't see where the Raiders can't easily beat the Chiefs one game or any other team. I had them really splitting every game in the in the division. So I'm writing down your record so we can uh, we can visit these after the season. So Chiefs Third place, eleven and six. That's wild. I have nine and eight Broncos at third place. The, I don't see a word. I'm glad here. that you aren't on the hype train with Denver. No, there's clearly two better teams than Denver in this division. I I can't in good conscience put three of these four teams over ten wins because they're going to be ganging up on each other all year. I I don't see a world where all four. Do you have all four teams making these playoffs here? No, Broncos aren't making it. Uh, nine and eight. Okay. So, who's your? I, I think I, your Broncos are second place for you, right? Or wait, Raiders are second for you. At eleven and six as well. Wow. What's that tiebreaker? Is Raiders beating the Chiefs both times this year or what? <laughs> no, I I don't know how it goes. Uh, this, <laughs> this ain't, I don't know how it goes, but they'll win. They'll they'll, they'll take second place. So I have the. Chiefs at eleven and six in second place, and you have them at third place. So we have yeah. the same record for the Chiefs, but just different spots. And then, what do you got for the Chargers here? Uh, twelve and five. And I also had them at twelve and five. So we started off the rails a little with a little bit, but we got back on them. Yeah, and my what was your record for the Broncos? I had Broncos nine and eight. 
Yeah, so we had the same record for the Broncos, same record for the Chiefs, same record for the Chargers. We just, you yeah. just are, I, uh, you're just a hater. I don't believe in the Raiders. I'm not gonna lie. I hope they prove me wrong for your sake, but I don't. One one of these four teams in this division is finishing with a losing record. It might not be Denver. It might not be the Raiders, but one of not all four of these guys are finishing over 500. I hope so. That would just be so much fun. And that is, everyone's going to be pissed that the Broncos didn't make it. (laughs) That'd be wild. Uh, You got anything else before we close this long one out? Nope, nothing else. Thank you for listening and supporting. We'll be back next week. What are we talking about next week? We got NFC West, last of the divisions. If you missed the first six, they're all up on Spotify and Apple. Go listen. Just heard this one now. We got the last one, and then we'll, then it'll be August. And then we're gonna do our last of our mock drafts. Uh, we'll do, we'll get into our sleepers, breakouts, bus players. We'll pick our my guys this year. Uh, we got a lot of fun fantasy stuff coming up here in August. So I'm excited. Right, yes, thank, thank you for listening. We'll see you next week. Follow us on TikTok at the Kneel Down, Twitter at the Kneel Down Pod. See you guys. <laughs>